Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Verse 3 would tell us, and Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Verse 4 would say, now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then verse 5 says, then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Verse 6 then says, but he said to he said to, but he, but this he said, excuse me, to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Verse 7 says, Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish but what are they among so many all right verse 10 says then jesus said make the people sit down now there was a <clears throat> now there was much grass in the place so the men sat down in number about 5000 and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given things, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. I want to continue um, part three of my Faith Rising series. I've been taking you through a journey uh, with the disciples in different scenarios and situations that Jesus would use to teach them. Um, can, and teach them a lesson in faith. It is my prayer that as you are listening to these messages about your faith rising, that your faith would begin to elevate beyond uh, where it currently is now. I believe that many of us in, uh, as believers, our faith has kind of been wavering because of the season that we've been living in, all right? For some, this has been so such a tumultuous season where some people are losing faith. They're losing their hope. They're losing, uh, 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 they're, they're, they're starting to question, is this God thing, um, is this God thing even real? Is this really serious? Because oftentimes, I don't know about you, but when you're going through various things in life, there's sometimes you feel so down and depressed and down to the point where you start even questioning God. And questioning why is things happening the way they are happening. And so I told you last week how uh, we talked about in the book of Mark, I believe, how uh, Jesus was bringing them across uh, to the other side, knowing what was uh, knowing that a storm was going to come. And so we saw that. But then also um, the previous week, we talked about um, disciples in another scenario and now we're coming here to John chapter 6, 
where John records to us about an account. And matter of fact, this is this one miracle that you see here tonight appears in all of the Gospels. This is like the only miracle that you see that all John, Matthew, Mark and Luke records this account. I don't use the word story because some people think that this is the Bible is some type of fake news or fiction of characters. No, these are real life people. All right. Real life people, real historical account. All right. And so here in this text, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is going across to the other side. You're here and he, he comes on the Sea of Galilee. Also, uh, the Sea of Galilee is named a couple of names, the Sea of Tiberias, uh, the Sea of they call it the Sea of Galilee. And there's one that starts with a K and I can't remember it off the top of my head. And then here he has here he has it that he's sitting on the mountain uh, with his disciples because he's about to start pouring into them. Right. And all of a sudden you have a large multitude of people coming. Yeah. All right. A large multitude of people that's coming uh, upon the, uh, upon them. And and and, you know, Jesus, you know, has you know started ministering once again. And uh, it became late, it became late in the day. And um, in another uh, gospel, it would say, Jesus would say, well, what are we going to do? You know, we can't just let them, you know, leave off like this. And so here we have it is that Jesus first asks uh, a question to uh, my guy here. Uh, 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 he asks a question to my guy who was a, 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 a who was around the way with him. You know what I'm saying? He 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 knows the area. And so he begins to first ask Philip. So Philip. He's around this area, around where they were, because Philip was from Bethsaida. And so he kind of has, a, he kind of knows where the local things are. And so what happens is that Jesus, as we see here in the verse, in, a, in a verse five, what Jesus asked him, and I want to put it back here for you. He says, then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? So he asked him, where, since you're the native, you know, type of guy around, where are you, where, where are you going to get bread at around here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where do you, you know, where do y'all, you know, do and get bread at around here? And so the funny thing is, is that this is what really like messed with me all week. It was that Jesus said, but this he said to him, this he said to test him for he himself knew what he would do. So Jesus already knew what he was going to do, but he decides here that he's going to test him. The, matter of fact, this word test, ladies and gentlemen, in the Greek, it's really neutral. It's a neutral word, word that's here because we know that God does not tempt. He tempts no one to evil. But however, those who he loves, he also chastises and he also prunes. And so those who he loves, he chastises and prunes. And so therefore, you and I as believers, he only tests the godly. He only tests the godly. He does not test the ungodly. He only tests the godly. And for some of us, 2020 has been a year of constant testing. <laughs> It's like, hey, have I not proven anything yet? Did I pass the test? Did I fail it? You know, uh, you know, God, you know, when is this test going to end? For some of us, you're like, man, like, listen, can we make a deal? 
<laughs> can, we, can we make a deal here? And so he already knew what he was going to do. So why is it that God, knowing what he's going to do, asks us some, a question like that? Why would Jesus? Because I'm going to tell you something that John's premise of his gospel, ladies and gentlemen, is to prove to you and I that Jesus is God. And so why would God, who's now in, who, who's now came down from his throne, put himself in flesh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So he's now among us and he's asking us a question. He's saying, listen, where are you going to get bread at around here? Hey everyone, my name is Bumi, and I would like to invite you to go ahead and download our Transformation Christian Fellowship app. It's a really convenient and really easy way to stay connected with us here at TCF. You can find the latest sermon and more of our exclusive content here at TCF. You can simply download the app in the App Store or the Google Play Store, or go ahead and click on the link in the bio and download it from there. Don't miss out. And remember, transformation starts here. Because the dilemma is, ladies and gentlemen, that there's about 5,000 men that the Bible records. However, uh, 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 historians would tell us that it could possibly have been 20,000 people that Jesus had on the mountain to see him. Yeah. Now, everybody who came to see Jesus were not believers. The scripture tells us in the earlier verses that they came because they were, they marveled at the miracles that they were seeing. See, just because you can perform the signs and different because you can see the wonders don't mean that it comes, it brings people into faith. And so he's here. The people have been with him all the way up to evening. And, 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 and this is around Passover time, which is very crucial. If you don't know what Passover is, Passover is, is one of the festivals that the Jewish uh, people celebrate. It is the day uh, that they take aside to celebrate when uh, the deaf angel passed over, uh, passed over uh, the children of Israel when the blood was put on their doorposts when they were in Egypt. All right. And then when we fast forward up to uh, the New Testament, Jesus is also looked at as our Passover lamb. What does that mean? Is that because he, uh, his blood was a blood, well, because his blood that was, that was running down from the tree. Yeah. Hallelujah. And when those sinners who come underneath that blood, yeah. the deaf angel passes over you. Death no longer has a hold on you. And so, but with this, they traveled, they had to travel into Jerusalem and they traveled and this travel uh, was miles and people didn't have cars. There was no airplanes. You were not booking a ticket on Southwest to, to come in for the festival. I hope you're not booking a ticket on Spirit. Amen. That is a horrible airplane. If you ever tried Spirit, I'm praying for you because that place is horrible. <laughs> Never again. Elder Booby <laughs> took a trip on the Spirit airplane, delayed her whole trip. <laughs> Don't mess with Spirit airplane. I'm telling you. If you want to go on a trip, save enough money to not go Spirit. <laughs> oh, so they're traveling in, and so a part of you know Jesus' journey, he also goes into Jerusalem for the Passover as well. But here we have it. The people are there. And the dilemma is, is that the people are hungry. People are hungry. The dilemma is people and thousands of people are unemployed. 
They can't even come together to get a stimulus package together. Benefits are looking like they're about to end before Christmas gets here. How am I going to help? How in the world am I going to be able to put something underneath the tree for my children? Unemployment benefits is looking like they're running out. And I've still been putting in for job after job and I have not found anything. There is a dilemma that has been brought to us in this year. Are you hearing me? The dilemma is what do you do when it feels like the situation that you have in front of you looks impossible and it looks like there is no hope? And so Jesus asks Philip, where can I go to get bread at around here? Where can I go? You, you know the town. Well, you know what Philip does? Let's go to his response. Here's what some people do. Look, Philip answered him, said 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. Let me start right here. Jesus did not ask him about the money. He asked him, where do I go to get bread at around here? What he does is go straight to saying, we don't got no money. <laughs> Are you seeing me? He says it right there. He goes straight to sit looking at the financial picture. He is what I call an analytical person. Philip is analytical. Look here. What you mean, where can we go to God bread? He's one of those people who says, you had a dream, and he goes to them and say, well, what's your finances looking like? Well, I don't got much. Like, I didn't ask you that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't ask you that. Uh, clearly, we understand that we don't have the money to feed this type of multitude of people. Jesus didn't ask him that. So what, what does is, what it's doing here is, is, this, is this is a lesson that Jesus is trying to teach them about faith. Another lesson. Instead of, he, Philip, ladies and gentlemen, he just, was, he just went to get his brother Nathaniel in John chapter 1 and say, hey, come see about this man. Come see about this man. He might, he's, the, he's the Messiah. So how do you go from that one confession of seeing that he's the Messiah, but you don't see that he's the same God that could do something in this situation? How is it that you and I can see God in certain aspects of our lives? But when certain things are going down, you give God an answer. Well, I don't have that much money. Only had 200 denarii would not be enough. And it's not worth the bread. 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. That every one of them may have a little. That's what he said. So he goes strictly to being a pessimist and says this. We don't have any money. This is what happens. Let me break it down to you. If we even had 200 denarii, that wouldn't be enough for us to solve the need. So what happens is you see perspectives of faith. You see three perspectives. You see Jesus already knowing what he's going to do. He's calm, chill, and collected. You got Philip right here saying he goes straight to the natural problem. Thank you, genius, for pointing out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, we already know that. I didn't ask you that. Where can we get the bread? This is why I'm at. See, here's what the issue is. It's a matter about your perspective and how you respond to the circumstance that you are in. Because in his, in his perspective, while it was true, what we often do is glorify the natural and leave out the spiritual element in it. Yeah. 
And so what's happening is, is that God is trying to teach us that while you may see something naturally and it is what it is, there's still an element that you're missing. All right, so we go from Philip. Now we go to Andrew. Now, here's what I like about Andrew to some extent. Andrew says, well, okay, he doesn't do what Philip does. So you have people who are like Philip. They go strictly like, oh, well, we're, we're screwed. Nothing's getting it. They're not getting anything to eat. We don't got no money. And let me tell you something, when you are always looking at the vision, because let me tell you something, when you're going into a new year and you're trying to get things together, and that's the first first place where your mind goes, well, I don't have the money to do this. I'm still trying to figure out this. Yeah, that, I'm not telling you to be naive of your situation, but what I'm telling you is while you're being so analytical, I want you to look and put the spiritual element involved in it. I don't have it yet. But if I pursue what I'm doing now, there's a miracle that God can do for me while I'm working the plan. So here's what happens, ladies and gentlemen. I promise my message is not too long. And so here we go. Andrew, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. What he does is at least try to go out and find something. He searches the crowd. He goes around. You got food? No. You got food? No. He finds this little boy. This boy, we don't know his name. The name of this boy, we don't know him, right? But, the, the, but, but, but Andrew says, this boy, he said, he said, there is a lad who has five barley loaves and two small fish. Let me explain something to you about this boy. This boy, when you see the word barley, always means simple it, it's the idea of of that 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 person really had like simple food meaning that they were not of uh of uh their economic status was not one of privilege so this boy ladies and gentlemen only having five loaves and, and, and two small fish he was in poverty himself he came from an impoverished family Matter of fact, what it's saying is, is that even his resources, while he had something, were so meager and small. Matter of fact, the thing when it says two small fish, it can give the idea like they were sardines. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? Sardines and some bread. But when you are going through, you got to make do with what you have. So here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, that Andrew, being an optimist, he at least goes out to try to get, uh, uh, he at least tries to go out and and try to uh, 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 at least find something. But here's what happens in people's faith. They go out and then when they get the resources, they look at what they have and say, it's not enough. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Your faith got to rise as this year is coming to a close and as you go into a new year because you may be saying all throughout this year, I look, Lord, I do, I've gone out there to try to get this and try to get that and I, I've tried to, you know, make some steps in the right direction and I feel like I've been getting a little ahead, but it don't feel like I have enough. And, and I was asking God in my full transparency, I was asking God, I'm like, God, listen, I'm believing that, that we can get a building somewhere in Silver Spring uh, 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 
and, and you know, I know all of this is going on in the pandemic and all this stuff like that, and I just don't feel like we got enough. And you know what? You don't have enough on the surface. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? On the surface, you don't have it. On the surface, ladies and gentlemen, the natural, you don't. And so what he does is Philip goes out there, but it, here's the thing. Your positivity can quickly lead to pessimism when you finally get the thing and you feel like what you have is not adequate. And some people feel like what they have is not enough. Lord, what I have is not enough, Lord. I, 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 I'm not like so-and-so. I look at what they have on Facebook, and I look at what they have on Instagram. If I only had what they had, and if I had the relationship they had, if I had the money they had, maybe I would be a little further. And that could be true. That could be true. But you don't realize that what you have, what you have, and what God has put on the inside of you yeah. is more than enough. Yeah. He does this, ladies and gentlemen. He said, I have this. I have it. But it's not enough. Then Jesus said to them, make the people sit down. I want you to place them, let them sit down. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. Hear me, hear me, hear me. What Jesus is about to do is show them what happens when you have a little. The whole premise of this whole miracle is to show them that El Shaddai, the almighty God, the all-sufficient one, is always able to provide. What I'm trying to share with you tonight that your faith has to rise to believe that yes, he asked me a question, where is the where is where can I get bread at? And well, let me tell you something. In the previous chapter, Jesus said that he was the bread of life. So what he was doing was putting them to the test of the word that they heard. The question is, when he heard them say that, something should have rung in his spirit to say, well, you're the bread of life. Because yeah. <laughs> in the previous chapter, Jesus just said, I am the bread of life. Take one bite from me. You will never go hungry. And so what happens is, is when you leave out of here tonight, Jesus is going to put you to the test of the word that you hear. What did Pastor B just tell you? When you hear something like, well, where... Are you going to go to get your business started? Well, God, you, you have it under control. <sighs> See, because what he's trying to do is shift their perspective on natural resources and put it on him. Your job is not your resource. I know you're out of one, but it ain't your resource. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? God is your resource. Hallelujah. You waiting for somebody to loan you money? God is the one who can provide for that. 
But your faith has to come up. It has to believe and be anchored in the fact that, you know what, I trust God. Because the reality is, is that there is nothing that you and I will ever lack when we keep our eyes directed in him. Those who look unto the Lord, their faces shall be radiant without shame. Why? Because God will never neglect the righteous. He will never neglect the righteous, ladies and gentlemen. And so what happens is, is that Jesus comes, the all-sufficient one, comes and provides the sufficiency with insufficient means. Hallelujah. I want you to look out, oh my God. I want you to put in that chat and say, I may have insufficient means, but I got a sufficient God who can take my insufficiencies. He can take what I lack and, oh my God, and give me what I need for where I'm at. Hallelujah. He can give me what I need for where I'm at. Ladies and gentlemen, this miracle of, uh, of the feeding of the thousands and, and, uh, and the multitude, ladies and gentlemen, was to show them that everything that they needed was in Jesus. That Jesus being God by himself, there is nothing that he cannot do because with man, this is impossible. With man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible, ladies and gentlemen. You got to believe it in your heart that, yes, I may not got much. Yes, I have these five loaves and these, I have these uh, five loaves and two fish, Lord. But I, if I put it in your hands, you can multiply it. There's something in that. Oh, my God, let me tell you something. When you start, when you stop, ladies and gentlemen, trying to figure out all the things on your own, when you stop trying to think that your own natural, uh, oh, my God, abilities are going to be able to push you somewhere for the moment when you switch your perspective and put that thing in God's hands and really put and rely on God, then you will start seeing that with your insufficient self, and now God is able to make May God grace abounds toward me that I may have everything. Oh my God, sufficient for every good work. Why? Because when I put my hand in his hand, when I put what I have in his hand, then God is able to do the exceedingly and the abundantly above all I can think or even ask for. But you got to get it out of your hand. Look at somebody say, get it out of your hair. You better put it in Jesus' hair. I know this year has been looking trouble, but don't blow my God. Don't lose your faith now. Don't lose it now. But if you put your hand in God's hand and say, God, carry me. God, push me through it. Yes, this year has been hard, but you've been pushing me through now, and I can't let up. And so what happens is, hallelujah, I praise your name. I tell you, this has been helping me because I believe in God for something that's beyond what's, what I can even think. It's beyond what I can even fathom. It's beyond what I have in my hand. But I tell you one thing, what I do have in my hand, I said I'm going to give it to God. What I do have, oh my God, I know that he's able to keep me until that faithful day. That's what I'm trusted in, ladies and gentlemen. 
Woo, this has been helping me. He says, listen, I want you to sit down. Sometimes, listen, I'm, listen, let me tell you something. You've been, you've been anxious. You've been anxious. You've been feeling so, oh my God, anxiety. You, you haven't been in peace. But this scripture right here, oh my goodness, he didn't, Jesus didn't respond to what he had. He just told the people, tell them to sit down. Oh, glory. Some of you just need, oh my God, you need to come into a place of just resting. I'm resting on this word. I'm resting on his word tonight to know that, oh my God, some may trust in horses and some may trust in chariots, but I'll trust in the name of the Lord. You have to trust and rest in his promises that all God's promises are yea and amen. Hallelujah. You got to trust in his word to know that, oh my goodness, we've been manned on for but joy is coming in the morning. You got to trust and rest on his word to know that give and it shall be given unto you in good measure. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. There got to be some faith somewhere. I'm not preaching to you some manifestation junk. I'm preaching to you what true faith is. True faith is trusting God even when the resources don't look like it's even there. Tells them rest. Some of you want to come to a place that you need to rest. You need to sit down. You're doing too much. Put that in the chat. You're doing too much. You need to rest. You're doing too much. You need to rest. You need to get to a place. You've been trying to do it. It doesn't work for you. It hasn't worked for me. We need to rest. He says, I'm telling me he makes me lie down because God's going to show you he's a good shepherd. He, he, he shepherds over his flock. There is nothing that you need outside of him. The Bible says in Psalms, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright in front of him. No good thing will it behold. Will he uphold from us? withhold excuse me from us and you have to understand that you're not going to lack anything the test of your faith in this year is not for you to lose is, is not so much because we focus so much on loss that we don't understand what we have gained you're crying over what you've lost but what does it matter if what you what if, if what you gain far surpass what you lost how, oh, glory, how do I know this? There's a man by the name of Job. God, help me. He lost everything within a day, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. He went through all of this hell. But at the very end of it, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that God gave him double from his first trouble. And Job ended up being more richer than what he was before he had this. Oh, my God, before he went through all of what he went through. What if I'm telling you that in this season, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite phrase these days is just maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> this year has came that you may feel like, you know, this thing is happening the way it is, but just maybe that after this, that God grows you to higher heights than what you were where you were. Just maybe, ladies and gentlemen, in this year, come on, I praise your name, God. I love your word. Is that just maybe in this year that, oh my God, that your faith grew too strong to the point where as though now you had a place that you could see a year like this and know how to deal with it. Just maybe, ladies and gentlemen, God has been getting you to a place 
of humbling you so that you can keep your hand in his hand. Just maybe. Put it in the chat. Say, just maybe. Just maybe. Here's what he says. Here's what he says. He's so... The men sat down in number of about 5,000. Again, I said it's estimated that it could have been 20,000 people there. And it says, and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to them, to the disciples. Here's what I'm like right here. Jesus did not distribute them himself. He put the miracle in his people's hands. Woo! Glory! And they gave it to the people who were in need. Ladies and gentlemen, just maybe God is showing you that if you put it in his hands, he'll bless it and then multiply it. And then he'll put the miracle in your hands, not for not just so that you can see the tangibility of his presence, but so then you can take that same blessing and give it away. Just maybe God is preparing me to be a blessing for somebody else. Just maybe God is about to bring me to a place where I'm about to be a truly be a blessing to be a blessing for somebody else. Just maybe I'm about to come up in the world. So God can put that thing in my hand to bless somebody else. Your faith has to rise, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about true and genuine, sincere faith. And let me tell you something. This year is proven who is who and who is not proving who's really about this life and who's really not because let me tell you something this year wasn't for the faint of heart hallelujah if you came in here with that superficial belief that ain't gonna help you you gotta have a faith that's anchored in god let me tell you something let me tell you something I, this year i'm gonna be honest with you i really you know i was like eh, this year ain't nothing compared to the previous years i've been through <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to be very honest with you. There was a stain, there was a season of our family where we went back to do back to back to back deaths and then had a big one in 2018 that really that felt like it was almost about to suck the life out of us. But the reality is I'm still here. I'm still strong. The year came and I'm still alive to tell the story. Why? Because your faith got to be anchored to such a degree that this stuff, while it is about a light affliction it's working in me in eternal glory say this something like <laughs> this pandemic is something like I know you saying Brandon you out of your mind 200 thousands of people have died from this and I'm not I'm not belittling what this is I'm not belittling what has this has done to people's lives but all I'm gonna say is one thing I'm not gonna elevate this thing over God because I do know this that God is able he's more than able he's more than able to wipe this whole thing out God is more than able that even while this is here God will sustain you through it. I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness. Not only me, but I got some witnesses in this room that were laid off and affected because of this. But yet their bills are still paid. Yet they still got money in their pockets. Why? Because God is still God. And whatever you put in his hands, the Bible says, oh my God, David said, I've been young and I've been old, but i never seen the righteous forsaken. No, it's she begging for bread. So God Somebody say, God got this. Woo! I feel like.
preaching tonight. Hallelujah, my faith is getting stirred up right now because of sometimes this year has made me feel maybe I haven't done what we need to do. Maybe I haven't pushed us a little far. But God reminded me last night, is that Brandon, you got more than enough. You got more than enough. With my back and on your side, there ain't nothing you can't do. You can see Jericho walls come down. You can see the laws be multiplied in front of you. Because whatever you deposit in my hand, whatever you trust me for, you best believe you're going to see the hand of God. And I came tonight to encourage somebody that you best believe you're going to see the goodness of God. Don't you faint. Don't you get in. And don't you worry. Cause the God that can take five loaves, oh my God, and two fish from a little boy who was poor and impoverished. After that night, that boy was able to eat something from the best. He was able to eat something from the best. Hey, that little boy and his family was able to eat better. And what may look like sardines turned into a full fillet of fish and turned into a full bread. He had a full corn meal and it didn't lack nothing. Shout hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished now. I'm finished now. Woo! I praise your name tonight. Look at somebody say, I know God got me. I know God got me. And not only that, but they had overflow of it. And Jesus told them, go get the scraps. And there was 12 of them. Because God was showing them that the God of Israel is still able to provide. The 12 baskets stood for the 12 tribes. Hallelujah. That God is still sustaining and providing. I'm not telling you tonight. You better get to your place in your life where this thing is real to you. Where it's a, it's a true conviction of your heart. Now I won't preach like this to entertain you. This is a conviction of mine. My wife and I right there, we didn't know how this year was going to start. We was getting married in July. And, uh, you know, 2019 was ending. And I was in a certain realm of business, but it wasn't, wasn't doing what needed to be done. Spoke a word in Vision Sunday and said, you're going to get a call. Not knowing that that prophetic word I gave was really for me. The same week I preached that message is the same day I got hired and all of that stuff on one day. My wife and I went to go see where we gonna live. Where we gonna stay? Cause I know I, I ain't staying in my parents' house. I know that much. Come on here, somebody. You getting married, there's things you got to do, amen. I know I'm embarrassed. <laughs> There was an apartment we looked at, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna tell you the name so you won't know where I live. 
<laughs> it's like what you do for a living none of your business <laughs> Woo! the apartment we looked at and uh, we looked at two places but there was one place that caught our eye but the price was at a certain price and we just said Lord I don't know about this I don't know if we need to put we didn't say and then a couple months later we came back and said okay we, we, got a, we need a place it's getting close we're cutting it close and we put off that same thing but we revisited it actually we prayed and, and my wife said God spoke to her and said look at the place again we look at it one more look at it one more time and for the level of space that we have, that price dropped by 400 some dollars this time around. And all through the pandemic, my wife at her job, they were going through budget cuts once again because of all of this. They had to resubmit resumes. She gets on a Zoom, they get on a Skype call. And on that call, they say, everybody who's on this call still has their jobs. Why am I telling you this? Well, at least she still have her job. No, 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 no. What I'm telling you is, it's the faith to believe. Because let me tell you something. She know this was not a reality when 2019 ended. It wasn't even a reality in January of this year. But in just one day, God switched that whole thing around. What am I telling you? Your faith has to believe God. Yes, vaccines, they're shutting down again. All of these restrictions. Just maybe God has put something in your hand to say, you know what? You need to finally do the business. Who needs a, a boss when God has placed you to be a boss? Yeah. Just maybe there's somebody who's on, you, you are on a higher manager's mind. You are on somebody's mind and, and they give you a job. You don't know what God can do. That's what I'm telling you. You don't know what God can do. You, do, you don't know. And I just wanted to minister to somebody that you don't know what God can do. And I want to speak to that person who said, well, I don't know. I, that's good for you. You a pastor. I don't mean nothing. I don't mean nothing. You are, I'm a human just like you. Got real problems just like you. A title does not change nobody's status. Come on, somebody. You got family to take care of, just like you do. We don't get no salary here. <laughs> but your faith has to rise and believe God. How could a church like our size make it through this year? This thing should really take us out. Why? Because God will take what we have. Multiply. Trust God.
people given from all over the world. Don't know us from Adam and Eve. People pouring in prayer requests. We're not a big ministry, at least on paper, but in mind we already are. Why? Because we trust God. I'm telling you now to trust God with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path in the name of Jesus. He is the miracle working God and I love him tonight. If you're not saved, I give you Jesus. I give you I give you only what I know I give you Jesus I, I, I tell you right now Jesus is the way the truth and the life no man can come unto the father unless they come to come through him he is the only way there is no multiple ways to get to God he is God there is no multiple ways the heir of the, the right to salvation is here it is as simply as believing in your heart and confessing in your mouth that Jesus is Lord it's repenting of your sin. What repentance means is a change of mind. Changing your mind about God. Changing your mind about how you're living now. And giving the life to Christ tonight. If that's you, I want you to bring, I want you to text right now, transform to 94000. Text 9400 transform. I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. If you want to rededicate your life to Christ, you can do that tonight. You're saying, Pastor B, I drifted away. I want to come back home. Let me tell you something. God did not leave the situation. You did. But God is not going to, he's not shaming you. He's not condemning you. He's saying, come home. Come back home. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.